Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Grow and Go podcast. Man, am I excited to speak to y'all today. The weather is nice, the sun is out, and I'm just feeling the joy of the Lord in this episode, uh, which is going to be today's topic, so stay tuned for that. I really hope it encourages you guys today, um, because we all need some joy these days. You know, I'm I'm glad you're tuning in, and I hope that you guys find a little bit of encouragement in that, especially in this weird season that we're in. Um, I do want to apologize for not posting an episode last week. Last week was just busy. Honestly, like I had so much going on and I didn't even have time to sit down and actually write something out or talk to you about, talk to you guys about something. So I, I apologize and I will try to be more consistent and I'm actually working on things for season two, which is, it hasn't even happened yet, but it's going to be an awesome season. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but before anything, of course, it is time for embarrassing story of the week. Okay, so this happened about kind of actually a year ago. Um, so around this time, I was on the worship team uh, for my church. And uh, to all my people who um, are not believers and may not know what a worship team is, it's basically the band that sings and plays, um, you know, instruments and sing songs uh, before the pastor goes up there and preaches. Um, and we call ourselves the worship team, even though we're all worship team, if we're all believers, hashtag amen. Um, but we go up there and we start, we just lead the songs. So we're worship leaders. And so I, I had the privilege of going up there and leading a song. It was actually Palm Sunday. I remember that because the song that we sung, we only do it on Palm Sunday because it's the only song that is about Palm Sunday. Um, which if you don't know what that is, maybe that'll be another episode. But um, so we had to sing this song and it was called Shout Hosanna. And so good song, honestly, it was a really good song. And I had the privilege of leading it. I had the privilege of singing the lyrics with everybody else. So it was pretty cool. So I remember we had to do three services. Okay. So we had to sing the song three times. We had to do the same setup three times. And so, um, and I don't know if you guys know this a little fun fact, um, but as a worship leader, you get to wear these things called in-ears, which are basically like earbuds, but um, they're just highly more advanced and you can control um, this click noise that kind of makes sure you're on beat during the song and you can tune, you can turn up, turn down different singers or different instruments if you want just to focus in. So you, it's your customized playlist in your ear, basically. So um, I have, of course, the only things I have on are my voice and the click, which is the which you just hear over and over and over again, um, which people in the crowd do not hear. But we had to, we had this in our ear, so it just makes sure that we're on, uh, you know, on track for the song, whatever. So we're leading this song. This is like the third, this is the last, um, was it the last uh, service that we're leading this song? And I had to, of course, I had to lead this song. And I remember that I was singing, I was getting into it, you know, I was having fun, raising my hands up in the air, giving praise to the Lord Almighty. And I remember that I got a little carried away and wasn't paying attention to the click to make sure I was on beat. Um, and 
I came in a little early and I decided to sing shout, shout, Hosanna instead of just shout, Hosanna. And everybody noticed the entire band looked at me. Even people in the crowd looked at me and they're like, you're not singing the words right. And it was pretty embarrassing because I had to keep going on. I couldn't stop the song. I had to keep singing. And it was pretty bad because um, that's not how the song goes. And so <laughs> it was pretty bad. And like I saw my brother in the crowd and he like looked over at me and laughed. <laughs> and I was like, shoot. But I couldn't stop singing. So it was just embarrassing. It was a very embarrassing four minute song. Um, so, yeah, that's my embarrassing story. Probably not a good one, but I'll give you guys a better one next time. I promise you that. Okay, let's grab our fork and knife and just dig right in. Okay, joy. Oh, joy, joy, joy. Joy to the world. You know, joy. I love that word. I love that word because I feel like it's one of my favorite goals in life. Like, I just want to be joyful. I don't want to be perceived as joyful. I want my my whole being to be joyful. You know, I want to be content and I want to be happy and I want to be both because both of those are considered joy. And what makes me joyful? What makes you joyful? Oh, man, I could think of a few things that make me joyful, and that includes food, um, Jesus, of course, family, friends, good people, uh, laughing, movies. I love a good movie. I love a good book. Um, Those things make me joyful. And what are some things in your life that make you joyful? Just think about that for a second. Maybe it could be your friends. Uh, Maybe it can be, you know, your job. Maybe that could be a thing. I know for most of us it isn't, but, um, but there's something different about being joyful and about being someone, being around someone who is joyful, mostly because it's infectious. I've never walked away from a joyful person and felt exhausted. I've always felt a more skip in my walk. Joy, man, it's joyful, you know? But uh, in times like these, I realize that it can be hard to find that joy. And man, if you just scroll through Facebook for a little bit, you'll see nothing but negativity and just harsh realities of what's actually going on in our state and what's going on in our, in our world today. You know, headlines about COVID-19 and our death poll just keeps rising. You know, funerals are being delayed and the Easter is being quote unquote canceled apparently. Um, But media wants to draw our attention back to the state of reality, which is ultimately a wrestle between happiness and sadness, reality and not reality. You know, we want to experience joy, but we're finding it difficult when news is surrounding us like a plague. And that news is so hard to be joyful about. You know, and it's it's just a really tough, difficult spot that we're in. So here's what I've learned. Joy is a choice. Now, listen, I'm not a motivational speaker and I'm not going to be the one to tell you to suck it up, whatever it is you're going through. But because reality is we're, we're all going through hard stuff. This is a really tough season that we're in. And it's a weird season that we didn't even like want or like expect ourselves to be in. Like if you would have asked us a year ago if this is what we thought would happen of March and April of 2020, um, we think you were crazy. This is not something we knew. And I'm not going to tell you this is, you know, something to just gloss over or not because the whole pandemic is really throwing us off and it's all making us feel pretty restless at times. But And like I said, I'm not going to be the one to tell you to ignore what's going on around our world, but I am going to be someone who encourages you to take a step back and to look at it through the lens of joy. So joy is a choice. Joy is an option that we can grab onto in the middle of a messy situation. Joy is something not often seen, but hidden beneath the rubble. Joy is something that we can cling to when everything seems dark. Joy is a light. Joy is what God wants us to experience. Now, before we dig deeper into God's word, I want to implant that word into our heads. Just joy, 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 joy. Joy is a choice. 
And when we make that choice to choose joy, we can have a better understanding of what God sees when crap hits the fan and we're left confused. Joy, joy, joy. So let's just dig deeper. So in Nehemiah 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 10, he writes that the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is something my mom always told me too, growing up as a kid. I didn't really like pay attention to it a whole lot, but I knew that she wanted that thought planted in my head. You know, she'd, she'd be that mom that would like, um, <laughs> before we like get on the bus, she'd be like, now guys, you know, finish the, finish the verse. Um, God works. And we'd, me and Logan, my brother would be, God works all things for the good of those who love him. You know, and like one of them was the joy of the Lord. And we'd be like, is our strength. But like, it was such a good principle for her to teach us because now like I have that, I have those verses memorized like the back of my hand. And so going off of that verse, the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is weird for us, you know, because we so often think that we have to be hard headed or that we have to have our best weapons to be considered strong. We need to have our house protected. We need to have guns, uh, you know, I don't want to get political, but we, you know, people want to have guns, you know, things like that. We consider strong to be uh, some achievable goal. We consider strong to be someone who resists, someone who doesn't back down and someone who isn't emotionally attached. And seriously, as an emotional person myself, I sometimes feel like my emotions are a hindrance of being strong. But look what it says. It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy, not our weapons, not what we can do, not the hard face that we can put on. It isn't what weapons we possess. It's or how emotionally unpathetic we are or how rough our edges can be. No, it's our joy. Our joy is a weapon that fights for us. Our joy is a weapon that fights against the schemes of the enemy. And joy is not only just a spiritual fruit, as it says in Galatians, but it's also a spiritual force. It even tells us in Second Chronicles chapter 20 that says that the battle we face is not ours, but God's, and that they defeated the army, the enemy army, by praising, in verse 19, in the midst of a battle. It was songs filled with joy that tore down the walls of Jericho down in Joshua 6. It's the, it's the joy. It's a theme. It's the joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Our joy is a weapon, and our joy is our strength. You know, a lot of times that when we're going through stuff and, you know, things are hard and life sucks, it's the last thing we want to do is praise God through joy. And as someone who has gone through some hard things in my life, especially in relationships, um, the last thing I want to do is to consider joy as an option. I want to stay stuck in my sorrow. I want to sit there for a bit, you know, and misery. I want to be miserable. I want, and misery loves company. So I want to bring people in and, and we want to stay in that dark place in our emotions and feel content with being discontent. But it almost seems like praising God in those times is seen as being considered a cop out for the actual stuff going on. We see things how it is. And, you know, as a realist, we need to look at things and not just see it as a different way. We need to look at it head on and see like, oh, this is actually what's going on. But, but, and as a Jesus follower who I, as me, I'm as a Jesus follower myself, I'm completely aware that my joy in the Lord can come off as foolish in the midst of a difficult season that we're all in. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus like me, if you're consider yourself a Christian or a believer, it can, if we choose joy in this season, it can almost seem like we're being reckless. You know, we can come off as just downright unwise to be joyful and to laugh and to sing and to praise and to be happy while every, everything's going on because people are literally dying. People are getting sick. Families are being torn apart because of everything that's going on. 
You know, that's, that's a reality that's actually going on. That's not something that we think is going on. That's, this is actually happening. But like I mentioned earlier, having joy is not avoiding the inevitable. It's not glossing over the hard, cold facts that COVID-19 has killed thousands of people, but is choosing to see the bright side over the dark. It's choosing to see that the grass is greener when it's on God's side. And we have the weapon. And I'll encourage you too, if you are a believer, God has gracious, graciously given us the gift of the Holy Spirit in which we can possess and we can rely on the joy that we don't have at times or, and that we, we may not even see it there because joy is a choice. We can choose to see the bright side. We can choose to see the battle before it's won. Joy is a choice. I'm going to keep repeating that, honestly. So if you're getting annoyed by it, just keep bearing with it. Joy is a choice. We have that possession. We have that weapon. The Holy Spirit is in us so that way we can possess that joy that we can't find at times. And I think in this weird spot, it's easier for us to check the news or to go on Facebook or to see, you know, people complain or talk about the latest update on our world's death rate or our healing rate, what the difference is. But I think it's more powerful to see joy in the middle of that destruction. And I love those articles. I've, I see them a few times a week that are like... uh they I'm Facebook and they read, Hey, here's some good news. Cause honestly, we all need some good news right now. We're all so desperately in need for that. Um, because we need our hearts to be joyful. We don't want to focus so much on the negative or else we become negative. So here's some good news that I have, or some good news that I've been reflecting on at least believers who have died with the coronavirus are now in the presence of Jesus. Honestly, like to live as Christ dies gang, like I mentioned a few episodes ago, but literally like if our joy is so enrooted or rooted into the Lord, why are we so concerned about what's actually going on if our contentment is only found in him? Like if we die, we win. Like we go to heaven, we get to be with him forever and ever. Like all the stuff that's going on right now is it's not useless. Like God wants us to use this time that we're here, but for us to just put all our trust in what's actually going on in our world and like in our state, you know, our political figures, it's foolish because our joy is not here. This is not our home. Our joy and our hope is found only in him, you know, so that's some good news. So, you know, if we die from coronavirus, we win, we get to be with him, which is awesome. And people who have, and here's another thing, people who have seen healing from this disease, people who haven't died um, because there isn't a cure, you know, but people who haven't died have experienced God's hand on them too. So they're seeing God's handiwork as well. If they're seeing the outcome of God's hand, of, of God's power, that they can heal something even if it wasn't healable, you know, and churches too, going back to like um, statistics on church, church have, the churches have drastically increased attendance while they're doing live stream. Um, at our church, we usually get, um, honestly, if, if someone from my church listens to this, I'm probably going to butcher it, but I'm assuming that we're getting maybe 5,000 a week, but just over the past few weeks that we've been doing live streaming, we've seen that that number drastically increase. Like and more people are relying on God in this season too, more than ever, because everything was so normal before. And now that things aren't normal, they want to trust someone, but they don't know who. So they're turning to God and it's, they can, it's such a joy just to see so many people rely on God in the middle of this outbreak. So, Hey, that's some joy, you know, and joy is a choice. It's not something that we can always see. Joy does not have to be seen to be considered. And I think about how in the Bible, when it says in um, the book of James, I think it's chapter one, where it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. 
And it even says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So James literally tells us to count every difficult season, every trial, every heartbreak, every pain, every sickness as joy. Counting everything as joy. Count it all joy when we meet different trials of different kinds. And because that will produce steadfastness. Man, I am just feeling so at peace right now about this. Guys, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we always have choices. I mean, we can look at this outbreak as a complete and utter disaster. And in many ways it is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, people are dying, people are getting sick, families are hurting, but we can also take a step back and view this outbreak as an outreach to display God's joy and his peace and his comfort while people are so lost from it. Some people are so confused on what it actually is. And we can use this opportunity. We can use this pain as a platform to display his glory through the joy that we choose today. Guys, joy is a choice. That rhymed. (laughs) But we can choose joy and look like joy and lean on the infinite joy in the middle of this mess. Guys, Jesus is joy. For we can count this 2020 season as joy. We can count this weird, difficult spot that we're in as joy. But we can count it joy because we're secure in him. We know our home. We know our hope. Our joy is not found in what the world can bring us or give us, but found in the infinite joy that is with us. Jesus Christ, the Lord, he is our hope and he is our joy. Guys, so let's just choose joy today, honestly. All right. Challenge of the week. That was a shorter episode, but I'm okay with it because it was just such a, we need to get this thought and plant it in our heads that joy is a choice. We can choose this joy. We don't have to see things as it is. We can see things through the lens of God and see that he's doing something, even if we're not seeing it. And I even think of the song Waymaker um, by the band Leland. And it says, um, even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Like you're, do- he's doing something behind the scenes that maybe we just don't see right now but he's doing something and he's working. And I, be- I firmly believe and have peace about the fact that he's doing something in the middle of this crisis that's just shaken us all to the core, but it hasn't shaken him. He is still in control. Sorry, I got a little off the rails there, but <laughs> challenge of the week. Do something, do something that makes you joyful this week. Whether that's listening to some music, you know, writing, going out to eat, hashtag McDonald's is still open, (laughs) or spending time with family. Just find one thing that makes you joyful and focus on that. And that could be something, too, if you're talking about family, like this opportunity during quarantine is a perfect place to spend time with family, to get to know them. Like, how often do we know our actual siblings more than just we live with them? You know, we can take this this pain and we can use it as a platform, like I said earlier, and use it as a chance for us to get to know each other more and to reach out to people. We can call people more. So do something. Find one thing that makes you joyful and just focus on that. Drive all your attention to that joyful act because joy is a choice and it can be our strength. It can be our shield. It can be our sword. It can be our armor. And it, we, it could be all of this when the world acts like the world does and tries to harm us. But I'll conclude with this. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, it says this, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Even the sickness, it cannot separate us. 
even coronavirus, even COVID-19, it will never separate us from the love of God. And that's where we can find our joy, knowing that he is so faithful and so at peace about everything going on, even when we're not, even when our hearts are so conflicted by what's going on, because we want to feel this way. We want to feel troubled. We want to feel afraid. But guys, our peace is not found here. It's found in him. And we can choose joy this week. We'll see you guys next time.